Coming up, it's time. It's time to get ready. It's time to rumble. It's Heat version 9 in 3, 2... Welcome to version 9 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. My name is referee Tony S. Thank you so much for joining me, as always, wherever you may be. You can follow me on Twitter at referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, by all means, you can send it into theheatpod at gmail.com. We're on all major podcast platforms. All of them. Reason to Radio Public, Podbean and Good Pods, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we're on it. And if your podcast platform of choice does not have Heat, the wrestling podcast, don't just ask for it, demand it. And once again, as always, thank you for your support. It is truly greatly appreciated. With the Royal Rumble this Sunday, we got a lot to get to and not that much time to get it. So, headlines. Cue the music. Let's go. Normally, we would start off the headlines with Monday Night Raw, but we're going to switch it up because... It is a big-time event. It is the Royal Rumble coming up this Sunday, January 29th from St. Louis. So, let's start with NXT right now. And NXT, I definitely think that they're making an effort. I think that they're really trying to prove to you, the wrestling fan, that they're making new stars. Look at Braun Breaker and also Carmelo Hayes. Now, true, neither of them were in action this week. But they were both highlighted in different fashions. Of course, Braun Breaker is the NXT champion. He needs a tag team partner for next week. And he found one in Tommaso Ciampa. Carmelo Hayes, once again, the shining star in most people's opinions of NXT. He was put with the musical performance with Ali J. And was highlighted in the matchup. The first match announced for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day where he will defend the North American Championship against Cameron Grimes, who won his matchup against Tony D'Angelo. Look, when it comes to NXT, I think they're trying. Yes, it is a long, long way. It is a complete 180 from where they were just one year ago. The stars that you synonymously knew NXT with, they're gone. At least 90% of them, they're gone. They're either to the main roster or out of WWE entirely. But I definitely think that they are trying. They are trying to make characters and make individuals stars to the point where you want to be able to watch NXT to see them. Again, Braun Breaker has worked. Carmelo Hayes has worked. Diamond Mine has become a staple of NXT. You got Chase U, which that is another crowd that has people following them. NXT 2.0, yes, it is a little out there. It's maybe a little bit too colorful for some, maybe a little bit too much flash, but NXT is proving that they are trying to make new stars of the future. And I believe that was the original premise of NXT. They're going back to it. And in some ways, They have succeeded in trying to make new stars. I've definitely seen with the social media, the number one as far as my timeline goes, people talk about Carmelo Hayes more than any other NXT talent when it comes to the men. And 
that's because NXT, I think, is putting their faith in Carmelo Hayes because it could be just a matter of time before Carmelo Hayes drops the NXT North American Championship because what else is there for him? That's right, the NXT Championship. And that could happen in the very near future. And also, Grayson Waller. Yeah, Grayson may not be in action every week, but he's being highlighted. He's being spotlighted on the main roster and on NXT. He's shared television time with the AJ Styles. So, Grayson Waller, yes, he is the man that people love to hate. And that's what his job is on NXT. He's making you watch the show to watch him, just like a lot of other talents in NXT. And that is definitely good. And you know me. I don't do ratings. I don't do any of that stuff. It's just what I see and what I observe. And I think NXT is trying their hardest to make new stars. Also, the Men's Dusty Classic Tournament continues. And in my book, my humbled young veterans mind book, the Grizzle Young Veterans, the GYV, I think they are the favorites to win. I think this is one of their biggest shining opportunities in NXT to really make a statement. We all know that MSK is also in the tournament, but I think as far as veterans' favorites, it has to be the GYV. Now, will NXT be able to put a young, fresh-faced tag team, a new-school tag team up against the veterans? It's more likely than not that that could happen. But if it's a straight-up tournament, I think the GYVs, they're too experienced, and I think that they have a ways to go in NXT. I think that they could be one of the best tag teams within the next two years for NXT. Keep your eyes on the GYV. Let's go to AEW. They had their showcase event, Beach Blast, on free TV. And my match was obviously the match to determine the undisputed AEW TNT champion between Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes. There's a lot of things that AEW gets wrong. And a lot of people like to highlight that. But for me, I thought that this was a fantastic ladder match. I thought the spots were there. Yes, a little daredevil action. We all knew it was going to be like that. But when it comes to Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, I thought they meshed well together. I thought that the maneuvers that they did, the performance, the timing, the pacing of the match, I thought it was spot on. Also, the presentation. Even though it was a ladder match, and even though it could have been at times a car crash, I thought that the presentation of that ladder match was certainly one that you could watch. I thought that each moment flowed into the next moment. And my moment of the match, of course, the set-up springboard cutter from Sammy Guevara to Cody Rhodes from the top, from one ladder to another. Unbelievable moment between those two. And that could be a candidate for match of the year in 2022. Got a long way to go, but that definitely has the possibility of gaining or at least one of the contenders for that throne. And finally, we have one undisputed TNT champion. That is Sammy Guevara, in my opinion, Interim championships can only go so far. I'm glad that AEW decided that when the time was right, we don't need to drag out this interim stuff. Let's get one champion, one champion only as the undisputed TNT champion, and let's ride with that. And they have decided to ride with the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. A great match between 
the Spanish God and the American Nightmare to kick things off on Beach Blast. And that was a good opener. You could have had a lot of matches open, but I thought that that match to open the show was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Kurt Hennig, Gumspit and all. Also, Orange Cassidy getting another moment when it comes to Adam Cole in this game of one-upsmanship between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. Everybody gets involved, but in the end, Orange Cassidy takes down Adam Cole. Hey, no lights-out match is perfect. But for what they provided, went all over the arena, backstage, got a little shout-out to Jerry Lynn. Also, kudos to JR for mentioning the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame that Jerry Lynn was inducted in. All in all, I thought Beach Blast was a pretty good event from AEW. Like I said, there was a lot of things that AEW could improve on, but remember, they are still fairly new. There's a lot to get to down the road. There's a lot of things they need to tweak, but through it all, a great live event with Beach Blast. I definitely like that ladder match. I'm definitely going to check that out again. Also, MJF and CM Punk. Guess where next week's live event is going to be on television? It's going to be in Chicago. Where is Chicago? Josh Lopez's hometown. Shout out to Josh Lopez. Also, CM Punk's hometown. CM Punk and MJF, will that happen in Chicago? One-on-one, will that happen? We'll have to wait and see. And if it does happen, it's the match that everybody in AEW has been waiting for. Two of the best on the mic will now drop the mics and get into the ring one-on-one. If that happens next week in Chicago, I will be looking forward to this. If it doesn't happen, I will still be looking forward to when it does happen. Because everybody wants to see CM Punk kick MJF's teeth down his throat. And what better place for CM Punk than right there in Chicago. Also, congratulations to everybody from the world on GCW last Sunday night from the Hammerstein Ballroom. You can say a lot about GCW. But the fact of the matter is this, over the past two years, they have made great strides to up their game and really show in their mind why they are truly the game changers when it comes to independent professional wrestling. And what better way to do it than to sell out the Hammerstein Ballroom, they had great matchups, surprises, everything, Briscoes, Matt Tremont. Great wrestling matches, Effie and Jarrett, Lucha, anything and everything happened here on the world on GCW. And again, you can say a lot of things about GCW, but it was a landmark event for modern independent professional wrestling, showing that, yes, we may not have the big, bright production values like a WWE or AEW or even an Impact, but the fact is, we can compete on anybody's level. And I think that GCW did that with the world on GCW. If you can catch the replay, please catch it. And definitely tell me what you thought on the world on GCW. I did meet a couple of people who were behind the scenes. And I'll definitely be bringing their perspectives to you in the weeks to come. A little bit of a tease there. Now, let's get to the Royal Rumble. Expect a bunch of surprises. First, let's talk about the Royal Rumble match itself. You know the rules. And if you don't know the rules, or even if it's your first Royal Rumble, let me run it down to you. Two men start, and after, depending on the time limit, it could be 90 seconds or two minutes, then another man comes into the ring 
and joins the Rumble according to the number that they drew, at least in the men's Rumble. Women's Rumble as well. Elimination occurs when a wrestler is thrown over the top rope. Both feet, keywords, both feet touch the floor. Last man standing goes on to WrestleMania to challenge for the world championship of their choice in WWE. And let's go over the matches now for the men's side. Let's go over the WWE Championship match as Brock Lesnar is challenged by Bobby Lashley for that coveted crown. And if you saw Monday Night Raw, even with the weigh-in, Paul Heyman letting his client speak for himself, and you could tell Brock Lesnar is just having fun. He's doing what he wants to do. And you love to see it, even with the interaction with Corey Graves on the weigh-in. So the WWE Championship as it relates to St. Louis in the Royal Rumble. A little bit of facts and stats, because you know I love to do that. The WWE Championship has changed hands four times in St. Louis. The controversial 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament with The Rock. Twice in the 2010 Elimination Chamber, John Cena and then Batista. And the last time, the November 13th, 2018 edition of SmackDown, when AJ Styles was dethroned by Daniel Bryan. Now the WWE Championship has changed hands nine times in previous Royal Rumble events, starting in 1991 with Sergeant Slaughter, the legendary 1992 Royal Rumble with Ric Flair, 1997 with Shawn Michaels, 1999 with The Rock and Mankind in their brutal I Quit match, John Cena in 2006, Edge in 2009, The Rock's return to the WWE and to the WWE Championship in 2013, Triple H in 2016 as the Royal Rumble was for the championship, and John Cena in 2017. So can Bobby Lashley win the WWE Championship again and defeat Brock Lesnar and be one step closer to headlining WrestleMania in the process? Or will Brock Lesnar continue his reign as WWE Champion in his first title defense since winning it on day one just a few short weeks ago. All in all, you can put the jokes aside, the Bobby Who aside. Fans have been waiting for that moment when the bell rings between these two superstars for a number of years. And it's going to happen at the Royal Rumble. I will be looking forward to this match maybe more than the Royal Rumble match itself Because I know that with these two men in the ring at the same time, they're going to really show the magic and the happening of that match as to why that match takes place. And I think a lot of people, especially when Bobby Lashley won the number one contendership and the right to face Brock Lesnar, I think a lot of people on social media knew the potential and just how special this match could be. And it will be. At the Royal Rumble. Let's go to the Universal Championship match. Seth Rollins challenges Roman Reigns. For that coveted championship. Roman Reigns has done it. I said here on Heat. Before really anybody else. Mentioned it. That Roman Reigns could break Brock Lesnar's record. As the longest reigning single holding Universal Champion of all time. Which he has done. Roman Reigns will now reach. 517 days by the day of the Royal Rumble. But think about this. Could history favor Seth Rollins 
in this case. Because let's face it, yes, Seth Rollins has defeated Roman Reigns not once, but twice. Could history favor Seth Rollins? I mean, after all, since the inception of the Universal Championship over five years ago at SummerSlam in August of 2016, the Universal Championship has never changed hands in the city of St. Louis and also has never changed hands at the Royal Rumble. So could Seth Rollins be the first to do both of those? Or will Roman Reigns continue his reign, his record-breaking reign as Universal Champion? You can put the Usos aside, Kevin Owens aside, stipulations aside. With the reincarnation from the Shield of both Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, another headlining match for both of them and another chance to prove why they are two of the best in WWE. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns could pull out all the stops. And especially Seth Rollins when it comes to gaining that Universal Championship again. Because as again stated, all roads lead to WrestleMania. And here's a stat for you. With the exception of the Brock Lesnar Universal Championship reign that Roman Reigns has now eclipsed. No men's world championship in WWE has eclipsed 517 days singularly in the past 38 years. No world championship reign on the men's side has eclipsed that amount since Hulk Hogan when he won his first WWF championship on January 23rd, 1984 and officially lost the championship on February 5th, 1988 during the controversial Twin Hebner scenario in the main event. So Roman Reigns has reached greatness with this world championship reign with 517 days at the Royal Rumble. Expect Seth Rollins to pull moves and combos and scenarios out of his playbook that Roman Reigns has never seen before, and vice versa. Yes, they were both members of the Shield. Yes, they were both WWE Tag Team Champions together. But the fact is, since the reincarnation, only a handful of times have these two men touched. This is going to be a major one. And yes, Seth Rollins dropped the name of Mox at SmackDown this past week. Here's the deal with that. So what? Are we trying to act like the Shield never happened just because John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, left WWE now in AEW? Are we supposed to just not think that that was a thing? Not think that that was real? A lot of people are saying, oh, he mentioned John Moxley's name. Yeah, because it was a part of history. He was a part of history. Nothing bad about that. It's all legitimate. Speaking of legitimate, mixed tag team matchup. With Beth Phoenix and Edge against Maurice and The Miz. Look, you can put all the birthday celebrations aside. Because it's not going to be about that when the Royal Rumble comes around. I think Edge and Beth Phoenix are taking this matchup very, very seriously. It's the first time that Edge and Beth Phoenix, to my knowledge, have teamed up in WWE officially. And with that 3D that both of them put out this past Monday night on Raw, the cohesion is there. 
But let's see what happens when the bell rings. Yes, it is It Couple versus Grit Couple. But still, the facts remain. Edge and Beth Phoenix are WWE Hall of Famers. And Miz, I think, still has a lot to prove, at least to himself, before he gets there. Yes, Miz has done it all. And Miz, to Edge's credit, who has said that Miz has done everything that a lot of people said that he would not be able to do. The Miz has achieved status within WWE that only very few can. But Edge is one of them, who's not only caught up to Miz, but eclipsed him before Miz was able to get there. It's a very highly anticipated mixed tag team match at the Royal Rumble. Expect Miz and Maurice to do whatever it takes to get the easy win without getting any reciprocal damage. But expect Edge and Beth Phoenix to pull out all the stops when it comes to the Miz and Maurice. I'm looking forward to this match. A lot of people were wanting Beth Phoenix in it. Now she's in it. Let's see what she can do. And I'm looking forward to it. And finally, the men's Royal Rumble match itself. 22 out of the 30 have been announced. I'll run down the entrance of the Royal Rumble quickly. AJ Styles, Raw Tag Team Champions, the Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable. Austin Theory, Big E, United States Champion Damian Priest. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Johnny Knoxville, as a surprise right there, into the Drew Carey playbook. Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Omos, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. RK Bro, Riddle and Randy Orton. The Dirty Dogs, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Sami Zayn, Sheamus, and the Street Profits of Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. So those are 22 men out of 30. There's still eight men left in the Royal Rumble that have either not been announced or not been put on graphics. And also, note that WWE now is promoting the next tour from Bad Bunny. Could Bad Bunny be in the Royal Rumble match? I mean, Johnny Knoxville is. And remember, you can say he's got one match or two, whatever, but Bad Bunny definitely has respect for the professional wrestling industry. He was on a WrestleMania match. He's got more experience. And I think that WWE is going to find a way to put him in well in the Royal Rumble. Should he be in it? Who's your favorite going into the Royal Rumble? Big E could be a favorite going into the Royal Rumble and challenging whoever the champion is, whether it be Universal or WWE at WrestleMania. Could Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble? Let's think about it. Randy Orton was number two last year, and he was into the very end of the Royal Rumble. If Randy Orton wins the Royal Rumble, he would be the second man in history to win the Royal Rumble three times. Who was the first? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Last Royal Rumble in St. Louis? Ten years ago. 2012. Wait a minute. Sheamus. Sheamus is in the Royal Rumble this year. Sheamus also won the Royal Rumble the last time it was in St. Louis ten years ago. Keep your eye on number 27. Throughout the Men's Royal Rumble, number 27 has had more wins than any other number in the history of the Royal Rumble. Four wins. Big John Studd in 1989, the late Yokozuna in 1993, the next year in 94, the Bret Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2001. But what else could happen in the Royal Rumble? Could we finally see Dominic Mysterio 
get out of Ray's shadow, so to speak, and eliminate his dad from winning the Royal Rumble for a second time? Could Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble for a third time? And in the process, end RK-Bro and put Randy Orton on a singles path to his match at WrestleMania? Could it be Sheamus, who could win it again? Maybe Kofi Kingston, who could get another shot at the WWE Championship, should he win it? Maybe it's Austin Theory. The good part about the Royal Rumble is you can expect the unexpected in the Royal Rumble match itself. A lot of surprises could happen at the Royal Rumble, and that's what makes the Royal Rumble fun. If you're still in the St. Louis area or would like to get some tickets to the Royal Rumble, by all means, you can still get some tickets. They start as low as $25 with applicable fees available at Ticketmaster. That's the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Pre-show begins at 7 o'clock. The pay-per-view begins at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, this Saturday, January 29th, from the Dome at America Center in St. Louis. Streaming on Peacock in the U.S., WWE Network everywhere else. Speaking of everywhere else, we're just a little bit past the halfway point of the show, surprisingly. we got a long way to go here on Version 9. We're going to take a break for the best in the game. When we come back, you know what time it is. The ladies, the ladies, and it's all about the ladies' Royal Rumble matchup and more. Coming at you, Version 9 of Heat Don't Go Away. Welcome to the Big Boy Shopping Network. And check out what fell off the truck this week. The Self High Five t-shirt was red hot. But this t-shirt, it's just too cool. Acquire the entire. Get your Diamond Cutter t-shirt for only $20. Just call 1-800-WCW-8661. Everybody's doing it. I mean, everybody. Ah! We got to go. We like to move it, move it. We like... One ring, one goal. WWF Royal Rumble, January 23rd on pay-per-view. The absolute best in the game, right there. Welcome back to version 9 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. Referee Tony S. back with you. Thank you so much for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter, Referee Tony S., the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it, by all means, send it into theheatpod at gmail.com. Please, I want you to send them in. I mean, I'm not kidding about that. Now, let's continue, but a little bit of a different spin. The ladies, the ladies, the headlines, music. Let's start off with NXT 2.0. It's been set. Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez next week. In my book, that match has been a long time coming. Cora Jade wants to prove that she belongs in that top echelon of superstars in NXT when it comes to challenging for the Women's Championship. She did get her pinfall. She got the winning pinfall in her 
match getting the team the victory at War Games. But War Games and what's going on today in NXT can seem like a lifetime ago. Because once it gets down to it, you ultimately want to be a champion. And Raquel Gonzalez still is in that hunt to be the women's champion. But also, could her time on NXT in general, could it be going short? Could Raquel Gonzalez be transitioning to the main roster soon? This is just an opinion. I mean, when it comes to the Women's Royal Rumble, 21 entrants out of 30 have been announced for the Rumble. I think Raquel Gonzalez could be a big addition to the Women's Royal Rumble if she were to be included in it. But also included, Kaylee Ray has her sights set on the NXT Women's Championship and Mandy Rose. Look, Toxic Attraction has taken over the women's division, not just in the singles, but in the tag team ranks. But Kaylee Ray could be the most dominant challenger to Mandy Rose's reign as women's champion. And let's make no mistake about it, I don't think Mandy Rose wants any part of Kaylee Ray, especially without Toxic Attraction backing her up. Also, with the Women's Dusty Cup coming, could Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell be the favorites in the Women's Dusty Cup? I think so. They've been the most preeminent tag team slash partnership going in NXT. They keep racking victory after victory. I know that Io Shirai's normal tag team partner, Zoe Stark, is coming back after an injury. So could Indy and Persia be the favorites of the Dusty Cup? I definitely think so. But as we get to that stage, there's going to be more alliances forming, tag teams, partnerships forming, because at the end of the rainbow, it's all about championship gold. In AEW, it is now set that next week, Julia Hart will challenge Jade Cargill in Cargill's first title defense of the AEW TBS championship, but also legit Layla Hirsch on television. I like it. She is legit. I've seen her work plenty of times. No, I've not had the opportunity to work with Layla Hirsch, but I've seen her work plenty of times in the independent scene, and the name legit is legit a myth. That fits her perfectly. And she definitely has the ability to be a threat in any goal in AEW, in any path that she wants to take to success. Keep your eyes out for Layla Hirsch. In my opinion... Layla Hirsch is about one major, major league victory, either pinfall or submission away from not being under the radar to being in everyone's sights as a top contender in AEW. Keep your eyes out for Layla Hirsch. She is one, one amazing performer in that ring. Give her time. She can go. Again, congratulations to Lufisto for being inducted into the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame this past weekend. Inducted, of course, by Lenny Leonard. Check out Lufisto's history. Lufisto has done more for independent wrestling, not just in Canada, but the United States, than maybe any other independent female professional wrestler alive today. She's definitely a Hall of Famer. In my book, as I said last version, she should have been a Hall of Famer 10 years ago. But the fact is, Lufisto... Deserves all the accolades, and I'm glad that she's able to accept him and to be accepted on a public stage as a trailblazer, not just in women's wrestling, but in modern 
independent professional wrestling in general. Congratulations to Lufisto. And again, if you haven't seen the replay, definitely check it out whenever you can get it, either on Fight or on YouTube if it's on the account. Now, if you haven't seen the replay and want to see it, if you haven't checked it out, by all means, check out the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Just sit back and relax and see these great individuals be recognized by their friends, by their peers, by their colleagues, and their fans. Let's get to the Royal Rumble. So let's go to the Raw Women's Championship first. Piper Niven challenges Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. And I like that face-to-face, that championship face-to-face between champion and challenger this past Monday night on Raw. And even that little preemptive strike by Piper Niven taking it to Becky Lynch. A little bit of a warning shot ahead of the Royal Rumble. When it comes down to it, it's all about gold. It's all about the money. It's all about the prestige, your name and lights, being a headliner. Especially when it comes to the start on the road to WrestleMania, as the Royal Rumble is. And I definitely enjoyed that face-to-face. Because let's face it, when it comes to physical moments, when it comes to attacks and intimidation, let's face it. Big Time Bex has not had the best of Piper Niven these past couple of weeks. It's always been... Piper Niven getting the upper hand. It's always been big time Bex either on the receiving end or witnessing the attacks and the dominance of Piper Niven. So that tells me that big time Bex is going to have a serious strategy change when it comes to the Royal Rumble. She's going to have to face Piper Niven in a way that she has not been able to do with most opponents. I have said that styles make fights, and these are the kind of fights that I like to see because it puts the champion or that particular superstar in another frame of mind. How are they going to beat this challenger who they know can outpower them, can outmaneuver them, who knows that they have a challenger who's bigger than them and who can outpower them? Some of their normal maneuvers will not work. So how are they going to circumvent that in a way to accentuate their positives to make sure that at the end of the night, they walk out with a championship? Big Time Bex is going to have to do that. And I think that she can. She's not going to walk out of the Royal Rumble with the Raw Women's Championship without a fight. And I don't think that she's going to walk out of the Royal Rumble with the Raw Women's Championship If she continues with the same plan that she's used on so many of her previous opponents. And who knows, could the disarm her work? The manhandle slam might not work on the canvas. She may have to go to the second rope for a manhandle slam. The disarm her might not work. Or is there another move that Becky Lynch knows? that she maybe hasn't utilized in quite some time, that she might have to use in order to make sure that she leaves the Royal Rumble as a Raw Women's Champion. Becky Lynch is the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of all time. Let's not mistake that. And the Raw Women's Championship, from its inception at WrestleMania 32 on April of 2016, since the creation of the championship, again, just like the Universal Championship, has never changed hands in the city of St. Louis and has never changed hands in the Royal Rumble event. 
Keep your eyes on this match. In my opinion, this match could be the sleeper match of the whole event as a match that not many a lot of people are talking about, but maybe will be come the end of the show or even the next night on Raw. You never know. Becky Lynch may retain the championship, but a lot of people could be talking about Piper Niven as a viable challenger after the Royal Rumble. Let's go to the Women's Royal Rumble match. Again, 21 out of the 30 have been entered. Let's go through the list real quick. We've got Aaliyah, Bianca Belair, who we'll talk about in just a second. SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. WWE 24-7 Champion Dana Brooke. Kelly Kelly. Lita. Liv Morgan. Current Impact Knockouts Champion Mickey James. Michelle McCool. Naomi. Nikki A.S.H. Natalia. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Summer Rae, Tamina, and Nikki and Brie, the Bella Twins. So we've got nine individuals left out of the 30 who could be announced for the Royal Rumble. I think that there are some surprises that WWE is not telling us. Maybe Asuka. We haven't seen Asuka in months in WWE. Could she be a surprise? Going into the Women's Royal Rumble match. Could Asuka make her return? Could Mickie James, who I didn't talk about during the last version. I'm going to say this. What a coup for WWE to get not just a current impact talent knockout to be a part of their Royal Rumble. But she is a title holder. She is the current impact knockouts champion. So there is a possibility, ladies and gentlemen, there is a possibility of Mickey James, who is contracted to Impact Wrestling, being the winner of the WWE Women's Royal Rumble match and going to possibly headline WrestleMania. That could happen. And think about it. WWE has recognized not only Mickey James as Impact Knockouts Champion, but has also recognized Impact Wrestling. Think about it. This could be one of the biggest main event matches in modern professional wrestling history if a champion from one company faces another champion of another company in a main event such as WrestleMania. I mean, think about that. That is huge. Also, Lita making her return to the Royal Rumble. She says she's got one more run left in her. Could she win the Royal Rumble and go on to headline WrestleMania? SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair is in the Royal Rumble. Could she be the first woman to win two Rumble matches? Also, what happens if she gets eliminated? We haven't talked about that. What if... Charlotte Flair is eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Does that person receive a championship match against Charlotte Flair due to a Royal Rumble elimination? Naomi is in the Royal Rumble. And with nine entrants in the Royal Rumble who are left to be named, what if Sonya Deville announces herself as an entrant of the Royal Rumble? What if that does happen? And Naomi last eliminates Sonya Deville to win the Royal Rumble. 
And think about this, WWE official Adam Pearce has made a match between Naomi and Sonya Deville for this coming Friday night on SmackDown, just a mere 24 hours before the Women's Royal Rumble matchup. How would that play out leading to the Royal Rumble? Michelle McCool could win it. What if Rhea Ripley, who was runner-up last year, what if she won the Royal Rumble and got a chance to headline WrestleMania? What if Shayna Baszler wins it? We haven't seen Shayna Baszler in quite a few weeks. What happens there? What if she wins it? What if Liv Morgan pulls out the ultimate underdog story and wins it? What if Bianca Belair became not only the first woman to win the Royal Rumble twice, but what if she was to become the first woman in history to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles? Who was the last winner of the Royal Rumble back-to-back? 1997 and 1998. The man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's a lot of scenarios going into the women's Royal Rumble match. Who's in it? Who's not in it? What's going to happen? And one of the things I love about the Royal Rumble is it's full of surprises. And you never know. You never know what can happen. That's what makes the Royal Rumble such an interesting event, to say the very least. The men's side and the women's side, I think that there's more surprises that could happen in this event that WWE is not telling us about. And I think fans are so preoccupied with what they are being told that remember, as a wrestling fan, The best part about being a wrestling fan is you are not supposed to know what's going to happen. And that is the beauty of it. I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble, and I think you should be too. If you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, theheatpod at gmail.com is the place to send them in. My next officiating live event will be first, Saturday, February the 12th, for Atlantic Pro Wrestling at the Elks Lodge in Newburyport, Massachusetts, featuring all the stars of APW and making a special appearance and in action, AEW's George Joel will be returning to the APW arena. And again, I'd like to thank everybody who came out last Saturday night for APW and Newburyport. A great crowd witnessed a fantastic night of professional wrestling action. Again, thank you all for coming out. We'll see you in February. And best wishes to Vern Vicalo, who competed with a separated shoulder this past Saturday night. And he is on the road to recovery, who also said that he will be in attendance on February the 12th. Looking forward to seeing him again. Also, Saturday, March the 5th, for Lucky Pro Wrestling at the Elks Lodge in Hudson, Massachusetts, for Wrestleversary, featuring AEW's Jorah Joel, Impact Wrestling, and Lucky Pro Wrestling Women's Champion. Alicia Edwards and more will be in attendance for Wrestleversary. And if you would like tickets, you can grab them at LuckyProWrestling.com. So, Saturday, February the 12th for Atlantic Pro Wrestling in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And Saturday, March 5th for Lucky Pro Wrestling in Hudson, Massachusetts. And you can get your tickets at Atlantic Pro Wrestling and LuckyProWrestling.com, respectively. It's virtual signing time with our friends from KNS WrestleFest and T-Mart Promotions. First, KNS WrestleFest, Saturday, January 29th, Arn Anderson, the Enforcer. Sunday, January 30th, Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. And February the 4th, Four Horsemen member Tully Blanchard will be coming into KNS WrestleFest for a virtual signing. That's Arn Anderson, Ron Simmons, and Tully Blanchard on January 29th, 30th, and February 4th for KNS WrestleFest. You can check them out for more information 
at the KNS WrestleFest Facebook page and at kswrestlefest.weebly.com. For our friends at T-Mart Promotions, January 28th, you'll see one of the best to ever don the stripes, referee Tommy Young. He'll be doing a virtual signing. Saturday, January 29th, the Nitro Girls come to town with the originals Shea, Fire, and Spice. Sunday, January 30th, member of the Midnight Express and the Fabulous Ones, Sweet Stan Lane. And January 31st, George South and Lodi. So that's January 28th, NWA referee, one of the best in the business, Tommy Young. January 29th, the Nitro Girls, Shea, Fire, and Spice. January 30th, Stan Lane. And January 31st, George South and Lodi. And you can get more information on those signings and more at the T-Mart Promotions Facebook page. And you can search for Martin T-Mart D'Amato, the owner of T-Mart Promotions. And also more information as it relates to The Gathering 3 later this summer in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can get more information on that in the weeks and months to come right here on Heat. And ladies and gentlemen, this one is in the history books. Thank you so much for joining me here on version 9 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at referee Tony S, the show at the Heat Pod. And for any questions, send them into theheatpod at gmail.com. We are on all podcast platforms. And if your podcast platform of choice doesn't have Heat, the wrestling podcast, don't just ask for it, demand it. If applicable, please put a four or five star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Have a great, safe, and blessed weekend, everyone. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. We'll see you right back here for version 10 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. So long, everybody.